claim your motor vehicle costs to travel from home to your place of work, you need to be carrying bulky equipment, and that's at least 18, 20 kilos, ideally 27, but also you need them for your job and there's nowhere for you to store them at work, so you can't leave them there when you go home. So you've got to take them home with you to keep them safe. This is no personalised locker. My name is Mad Mumsy and I've been driving the huge dump trucks in Australian open cut mines for over 10 years now. I wish I had a dollar for everyone who said to me, how does a little thing like you drive those big trucks? You must be rich. Oh, how do I get a job doing that? My mining friends are asked these questions all the time too. This is what started the Mad Mumsy journey to share stories and tips from living a mining lifestyle and to let others know what it's really like. Not everyone is cut out to be a miner, but why not? What does it take to thrive and survive in the industry? Now, let's dig in. Get it? Dig? Mining? <laughs> oh, it cracked me up. Hello and welcome to the Beers with a Miner podcast, episode number 24. This week is a happy hour episode and today I chat with Julia Hartman. This is self-proclaimed publicity tart, passionate accountant, founder of Bantax Accounting Group, author, social media guru, dog lover and digital nomad. Julia Hartman shares ways that miners can make the most of their hard-earned cash. As the first sponsor for the Beers with a Miner podcast, the law is laid down for us all in a fun and relaxed conversation over ginger beer, looking out over the ocean on a lovely central Queensland afternoon. And don't worry, I have a real beer. They're being pedantic, they're trying to argue that even electricians aren't, don't need tools to go to work, they're just employed for their labour, and uh, there's plenty of tools on site they can use, and there's not, there's not enough in the stores and all this sort of stuff. But anyway, our goal is to, these workers, with all the resources they need to dot their I's, cross their T's, make sure they're entitled to the claim, right. rather yeah. than be the, the tax office, make them feel on the back foot. Get it right, get the records done up front. Yeah. Because a lot of times out in the crew huts and, you know, when we're having tea and stuff, there's big discussion about, oh, my accountant said this and my accountant said we can't claim that. And no one knows. So that's what this page that you've set up specifically for miners is is to start helping us know what we can and can't claim. Yes, and and the booklet in particular goes into more detail. Mm. And the link for the booklet is on that page page too, which is bantax.com.au forward slash minors. I don't know how anyone gets by without being an accountant. Well, on that page we're talking about, Oh, that's classic. If you scroll scroll down a little bit, you'll... um, come to a little spreadsheet we've created. Now, we've got a much more detailed one of this, but by the time we've finished it, I thought, hang on a minute, no one's even going to look at this because it's too complex. So mm. I took out the basics. And to claim your motor vehicle costs to travel from home to your place of work, you need to be carrying bulky equipment, and that's at least 18, 20 kilos, ideally 27, 
but also you need them for your job and there's nowhere for you to store them at work so you can't leave them there when you go home. So you've got to take them home with you to keep them safe because there's no personalised locker. So a room where everyone puts their gear, that doesn't count as um, safe storage because ah. everyone's got access to it. It's just got to be your own personalised locker that everything will fit into. And what about if you have a permanent room at camp but the cleans come in? on break and clean it. Is that classed as not secure? Well, I don't believe it is because other people have a key and while I can't quote a particular case on that situation, I can quote a case where they had a container on a building site that other people had a key to and that wasn't considered safe storage. Oh, right, so therefore they were allowed the car expenses because their tools were over a certain weight and there was no secure place to store them, so they had to bring them and take them home every time they went to work. That's right. Could you hear my mind thinking then? I'm not the accountant. <laughs> I was trying to get it in, yeah. Um, so that's why you've created yeah. the spreadsheet to help people know what stuff weighs. Well, the thing, yes, and that's what I did, and I went through, and lots of our clients helped us. They, <laughs> um, we weighed up their tools and all that. But, yeah, basically most of your tradies, maybe electricians, their stuff's a bit light, so we, we did go into a detail with electricians, but most of your tradies, they're going to get their, their heavy stuff. It's more the people like yourself that are driving trucks that, it, that um, it's a bit touch and go. So that's mm. what's on this page. It's just a simple one with things. Did you know that if you went away for two weeks and took enough uniforms for every day, you'd probably get 20 kilos just in that. It doesn't even have to look at tools. No. So the list has got your, your long sleeve shirts, your, how much your pants weigh, how much your heavy-duty vest weighs, how much your safety boots weigh. You know, and I mean, you really should take two pairs of safety boots with you because one could get wet. Mm. Um, even your crib bag, all that sort of stuff, torches, batteries. Um, there's something I learned during this process that I didn't know about. What is it called? Um, isolation locks. I've got no idea what they are, but yeah. I know how much they <laughs> I'll weigh. I'll show you mine one day. <laughs> They're quite heavy. Yeah. I wear one on my... I would never have thought of that. No. Of my lock. No. I never would. And we have to have it. It is a tool of my trade. Yeah, so um, uh, a lot of people carry Leathermans, um, you know, maybe just a few basic tools, but you could possibly get it in your compulsory uniform and safety gear. So all you have to do is put in the quantity, like five shirts or ten shirts and that, and it'll multiply it out for you, and you get instantly get to see whether it's worth talking about claiming your motor vehicle. So we don't have to add it up even. <laughs> I like these accountant websites. <laughs> so what you're trying to say is have have a look at the guide and then what would you want us to do next? Then the case law is based about hitchhiking with your tools. So while you can't claim your home to work travel anyway, but your tools have to get there. So if you're good enough to drive them there, you're allowed to hitchhike with them. But your claim is to get your tools there, not you there. Yeah, right. Oh, I see. So it's all about tools of your trade. So you've got to figure out what your trade is, what the tools are, and if there's storage and all that. Yeah, what is necessary for you to take to do your job. So you're even more important to make sure you're doing it right and to, t and to talk to an accountant who knows their shit, and we're allowed to swear on this podcast, so... <laughs> <laughs> and you know yours. <laughs> That's why you're here. Yes. And I know you're passionate. 
You're passionate about oh, it. Oh, I, I love a good argument. Uh, am I allowed to tell a personal story? My <laughs> sister-in-law course. says that she um, wishes my brother had a job like mine where I, I could go and argue with the tax office and get it all out of my system. He, on the other hand, is a teacher and has to you know, conform all day at school and gets it out of his system when he gets home. We're both argumentative. It's just how you direct it. So, yeah, I'm happy. As long as the, the client's happy, I'm happy to have an argument. Because so you found one good use for the tax department. Yes, <laughs> get it out of my system. But that's what it seems to be about now. It really does seem that they they have all sorts of bluffing and bullying that they, they go on with. I have one client that they tried to deny him a tax deduction for his work pants, which were deductible, um, but because the receipt had his wife's name on it, not him, because um, he ordered them over the net, so yeah. because of his hours of work, he wanted her to pick them up from the post office, so obviously she had to identify herself, he put the receipt in her name, Yep. Um, they tried to say, no, you haven't incurred that expense, she's your wife, and you could tell by the size of the pants, they were for him. She wasn't they going will, to wear them up the shops. No, but, you know, they will try anything on. So you've got to be just so that they'll go away and bother someone else that hasn't done the job properly. And that's what these spreadsheets are about, the details, um, roll books if necessary. We discussed that on that page that I've told you about. There's a booklet called Claiming Your Motor Vehicle, which explains that a bit more. But I don't expect everyone to um, have to work this out for themselves. That's why we have accountants. But I do want people to see that, that it's there. And that could apply to them. Yeah. yeah. So uh, tell us about your business, Bantax. Mm, it's an unfortunate selection of letters, isn't it? really stands for Beachcombers and Nomads Taxation Accounting Computer Services. And back when I was seriously in practice, which I've got over now, um, it was used to stand for Beachmere and Ningi Taxation Accounting Computer Services. That's very unfortunate. <laughs> It yeah, sounds right. cool, though, ban tax. <laughs> we all want to ban tax for well, life, but it's ban tax with a C, by the way, not X. Yeah. CS, yeah. And I was a bit embarrassed at first, but there's one thing I learned, no one forgets the name, so no. that's all that matters, isn't it? That's right. So um, although you're not practising actively like you used to, um, tell us about what you do do you because the business is quite spread out throughout Australia there's offices everywhere and um, I believe you're becoming a bit of a social media guru we've sat down and had had a few um, I actually gave you, you a tip the other day didn't I oh, I gave Leanne a tip <laughs> yeah so you um after many years in the business you've stepped back travel around and you and more the overseer is that oh How well you oh, describe it yeah our, we have 12 offices Australia-wide, which are all individually owned, so I no longer have to deal with staff. That's what burnt me out. It's two practices and 15 staff, which is over. So I got this motor home and hit the road and worked out how I was going to do this, that I could do all the things I was passionate about and not have to have an office and staff and I could keep on moving. So that's what Bantax is about. No, no, hang on a minute. <laughs> it's a co-op. Anyway, it's a co-op. We all get together. We share resources. We share knowledge. Um, we... We pick each other's brain. Um, it just means that we can give the services of a big firm because you've got all these different areas of expertise because you might be a miner, but you also might be in property investment or something like that, you know, or farming. We have a, a tenant field office. She's third-generation farmer. So, you know, it's, we've got all those different areas of expertise there. Simple phone call away. We help each other out. So you've got what are, the resources of a big firm, but 
the personal service of an individual small practitioner who's the person you're speaking to, the person that owns that business, and they're very small, controlling the staff and that sort of stuff. We call it something like um, resources of a big firm with small firm personality. Oh, that sounds lovely. That, yeah, that, that sounds really good, especially for an accountant, because they can... Oh, we don't have personalities, that's what I've got. <laughs> You're happy to sit at home and yeah. yes. type away, and, and you, you do. And they, yeah. I, must, I must bring up, though, um, I can tell that you're very busy because, or either that or sometimes I think, is she being rude or is she just busy? Oh, oh. <laughs> because your emails are so short. Oh, yes. I love to write, so I'll write a big long story and now I've learned when I'm sending Julia an email, just straight to the point, no waffle. <laughs> but when we get together, the waffle oh, yeah, can come yeah. out. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. No. no, well, that's it. Yeah, it's, um, you know, I get so many emails per day. So I've got to keep them short. Um, but I find other people send me. I started because other people were doing it. I, didn't, I think we've got to not be too sensi- sensitive about it. We've got to That's say, right. you know, well, thanks for answering so quickly. That's <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And that's me, a bit sensitive. I'm, I'm toughening up, though. Aww. Yeah. <laughs> and I've had a good teacher. You're, you've been one of my teachers. Oh, Oh, I do. I do, I do nag you a lot, don't you I? You do, yeah. and I still Usually don't listen to you. spending money. Yeah. Yeah. And you've got to go back to work. What oh, do you yes. mean? What do you mean, you quit? Yeah, but Julia, it's not all about the money. Yeah, but, but, but. <laughs> Will be. Just give you a few more months without working, it'll be all about the money. And it was. Yes. And I had to go back. <laughs> and also, I'd like to share this story because at one of those times, uh, when you come and do my tax, it's usually a couple of day event and you sleep over and bring the dogs and the birds and the van and uh, we have a few wines after the hard work of taxation has been completed <laughs> or we decide we'll do that tomorrow. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we've, we've had some really good good chats and that time when you were saying you've got to go back to work and I was saying, but it's not all about bloody money. Everyone just thinks about money. There's so much more about it. And then the more we spoke that night... I, I think you understood some of those things that I was talking about that we have to deal with. And then back then I was calling myself gravel scratcher. No, my partner, the real miner, was calling me a gravel scratcher and he used to call me gravel girl. Gravel girl. That's gravel it. girl. And you said to me after that night where I was telling you all these stories and everything and you said, you need gravel girl. Mm-hmm. That was the angle I was using to get you back to work at that time. Was just, what Damn it. Conned after all. Bloody well again. <laughs> also, you were the one who encouraged me to approach Shift Miner magazine because there was no voice in there for women. And um, bloody hell, they said yes. Mm. And that's where Mad Mumsy began. And it's all thanks to you. Yeah. It really is. <laughs> well, there you go. That, there you go. Next time I'm nagging you and your. Um, you play this back when you when you go inside and go, oh, bloody Julia, nagging me bloody again. Bloody Julia. Doesn't she ever give up on being bossy? That's right, but half the time. Most, more, not half. She's right. Yeah, but I am <laughs> a bit of a nagger and bossy, and I know that. I accept that. It's my job in life. It's, a, it's your job in life, yeah. Um, so something else that you have done, which I was quite impressed by, is you've written a book. Two books. Yeah, two books, yes. Uh one are they both with Noel? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Tell us about that. 
Oh, that's about property investing. I really get um, frustrated, as you know. People come to me after they've bought a property. So what am I supposed to do then? I can't tell them whether it was good or bad. I can't tell them what name to buy. they should have bought in. I can't tell them how to finance. Well, they've done everything. They oh, go, they come to you after. So they bought property. So right. they come in, I bought a property this year. What do you think? It would have been a good idea to have asked me that. Yeah. So yes. anyway, so out of total frustration, I thought, well, if I can't, be there, you know, with them, at least if I put this book out there, it's, it's cheap enough, you know, and they might at least read that before they buy a property. So I've made a, an attempt to, and Noel's helped in that regard. And Noel is? Noel Whittaker. Noel Whittaker. Yeah, Most of us would have seen him on the telly and things. Yeah, and he's well known for simplifying things for people, making it easy to understand. So the first book, I sent it to him. It took him about a year to sort it out into something that was readable. That was so it's it's easy to read. That that's the idea. So I've managed to get the stuff out there that I've wanted to warn people. And um, I could see what Noel was doing in the end. He was sort of writing a leading bit to the chapter and a bit, you know, like you just did a minute ago. I said something and then you defined what it what that term meant. You know, right. it's really and I. Yeah, so he was helping to simplify your. Um, your thoughts on the same the same subject. He was kind of softening it a bit, or making yeah, it a lead, bit easier. Yeah, leading into it, or leading into it. Yeah, yeah, leading into it, breaking down the terms that weren't easily understood. Yeah, that you assume everyone knows. Yeah, unfortunately. How come people don't know that? Because <laughs> we're not bloody accountants. Well, <laughs> or we don't care. But, we're not. We don't care about money. But sometimes I feel myself like I'm insulting people's intelligence by, you know, breaking it down too much and yes. that sort of stuff. You know, I don't want to, and I feel like I've said this thing over and over again. Surely they've heard that before. Yeah, mm. so it is. Uh, yeah, whatever. yeah, but it's a good. I have an autographed copy. Oh, I'm famous. Oh no, no, hang on, you're famous. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And so you said two books. Yes. Well, the other one. I think it lasted, the first one lasted about six months before it was out of date. But, and the, this one, the latest one, which has been, it's been around for a couple of years now, and it's um, only for, it really got one page that's out of date on it. So it's, oh, it's settled right. down a bit in that law. We've been too busy changing governments and stuff to change yeah, tax yeah, laws too ministers. much. <laughs> that was something I was going to bring up earlier too, um, with the website that and ban tax. All of the officers uh, are. You always do your best to stay totally up to date with changes, and because you have a newsletter that comes out of any things we need to know about yes. as well. So you've got your finger on the pulse of things that we hear as rumours at the Coopart. You actually know what's what's well, true. All you got to do is read our newsletter once a month. It takes about ten minutes to read. Well, we send you if you put your you don't have to give us your email address, but if you did give us your email address, we would send you out an email saying it's up on the website, these are the topics. You might not you might not see anything that's relevant to you, you might not even open it, but if you see something that's relevant to you, you click on it and you read that article. Yeah. It's only four pages newsletter anyway. Mm -hmm. So it's not that much to keep up to date and it's it's serious. That's what we expect our clients to do because they need to be that at least that proactive themselves to read that news. Actually, yeah, I can see you squirming now and thinking, "Oh, oh my was God. the last time I read?" Because really, the law is changing so rapidly. Now I know I'm great friends with all my clients, and they do think 
that, um, oh, if there's anything there, Julia will ring me. <laughs> Honestly, I have a, quite a few clients, and if you multiply that out by time, it's, it's just a far more economical way of me keeping you up to date on what applies to you. You see it. If you're not sure, you can ring me anyway, or you, you've got it on board. And it's, it's, it's detailed. It's got references. I did want to ask, what are, what are some of the things that we can do, uh, I guess not just to help you personally, but to help our accountant at the end of the year? What are the sort of things we could be doing throughout the year? Just like as a minor. paperwork or... Or just in general, even not as a minor. Yeah, well... Is that too broad? A diary. A diary is a, it covers very broadly. Um, and look, I'm happy to anyone that wants one. Maybe we can put one up on your website if you'd like. Um, it's just a diary. They keep track of how much work they're doing at home for their... how much they're using their mobile, things like that, using their car to and from. Um, because the, the record is more or less irrefutable proof you have to argue with the tax office but I'll tell you a good story <gasps> got a good story here alright well apparently back in um, Paul Keating's day and he introduced substantiation you know, you've got to keep log books and receipts and all this sort of stuff yep. he was a prime minister for those overseas people maybe who didn't yeah. know that yes and he, this was when he was in treasurer and so he, and he had quite a gift for the gap, this um, Prime Minister. He used to call uh, scumbags and all sorts. He just, and he, what did he call, he used to call little Johnny Howard, who's another Prime Minister, the designated coconut. <laughs> he just Only politicians can get away with that. Oh, the things he'd sling off. I used to love to hear him talk. Question anyway. time was awesome back then. Yes. <laughs> so he decided, I think, that you know, we were all scumbags and we were ripping off the tax office and we had to substantiate our deductions and he was bringing these strict rules. Well, apparently, anecdotal evidence is, because they never admitted it, claims went up. People were always underestimating. They don't oh. realise how frequently they do things. So they keep a diary. They might realise and the receipts. They might, yeah. think, they might think, oh, it's not worth keeping it for this that one, but next week they're doing something. And yeah, so that's mm. it's the biggest tax up. con there is out there, the biggest tax trick. It's just keeping records. Mm. So if we all do that, I'll leave a link to that diary, which mm. I remember you sent me and I opened <laughs> it and had a look. <laughs> Oops, I've got homework. I've got lots of homework after this episode. <laughs> but um, the link can be found at madmumsy.com forward slash money. It's where you'll find all the links to Julia, to Bantax, to the Miners page, um, and to the uh, what was the other guide? The booklet, the Miners, the booklet, how to claim a motor vehicle, and the little and the spreadsheet, the spreadsheet, and the diary. Everything can be found there, or just head to your website. Now, you also have a regular. YouTube video that you're putting out nowadays where you have a little chat with yourself in an, on, a, on a beach or <laughs> watching a sunset at the river house yeah, <laughs> over the river. Right. We did that. Um, so, and in rainforests all over as you travel. And I asked you, why aren't you doing the, them in a nice quiet room? Me thinking of audio. And you said, well, because what I'm talking about is so bloody boring. <laughs> To others, not to you, obviously. So the backgrounds are awesome. But those those tips, a lot of them, again, don't 
don't relate to me. Are they more about property or they're all property? They're we, all property. We have they? a um a Facebook page now called Van Tax Property Accountants, and I on Wednesday I do a webinar up there. On Monday, Noel Whittaker does an article for us. Um, well, I call it Monday Money with Noel Whittaker. Tuesday and Thursday, they're both tea days, so they have tax tips in them. <laughs> um, and Friday, a forum. Saturday, spruker proofing. And Sunday, I usually have a little soapbox where I have a little rant about politics, usually. It's not, you know, said, get, get all off this, out of the system. It's no tax office to argue with yeah. on a Sunday, so I have to write a rant. Oh, that's fantastic. And so we'll, I'll also add a link to the YouTube channel and your Facebook page and everything on, on that uh, money page. That will be all about you. Thank you. And thank you so much for being my first sponsor on the podcast. I'm a little bit excited about it. And, um, and for, yeah, helping spread the Mad Mumsy world and all of your encouragement over these years, even though some of it's been a bit mean sometimes, but that's more on the personal money side of things. <laughs> when, it, when it comes to everything I'm trying to do here, we're on the same wavelength a lot of the time, and when you gave me a tip about Facebook, that, that was, was it. it. We were friends for life. <laughs> Mind you, that's only because you've been the one giving me all the tips all the way along. And how long did you nag me to get up on Facebook? You've got to do this, you've got to do that. You're like, oh, yeah, I haven't got time, I haven't got time. But now you're starting to see why people do it. And you quite, you enjoy it, don't you? Yeah, well, that's all. It's a good way to step away from all the normal part of business and start doing the other things while you're travelling. Well, writing's a bit addictive, you know, once you send you know, that yourself. I do, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I want to get into it. Um, my official um, title with the Bantax Group is Publicity Tart. Publicity Tart, that's right. We have to get that in there. So. <laughs> yeah, Publicity Tart. And I love that that's officially your title. So, Is there anything else you think us miners need to know right now? We can always, You can always hop on Skype wherever you are in this wide world and we'll um, do this again. You're going to be a regular, especially coming up towards tax time, I think. Give everyone a bit of a reminder. Okay. Well, do you I think guess, that's a good idea? Yes. Yeah, I guess um, the classic thing that I'm always saying is that you're not going to have this income forever, you know, like you've got to what? use it wisely. Really? Oh. <laughs> and um, it's the little things. You've heard the old saying that look after the pennies and the pounds will take care of themselves. Mm. It's It's when you add up $20 a week for that and $10 a week for that, you know, and they say, for the price of a cup of coffee a day, you can have this. Well, you know, the other day I went and just brought a salad and a juice for, for lunch, and that was 20 bucks. Mm. You know, that's $140 and like a six week. Bucks, yeah. even. It's those, the little leakages. I went and brought something to the good guys, and they said, oh, do you want to finance it? You know, so then you'd just be paying another little couple of dollars a week out of your pay or out of, a month, and... Yeah, it's, it's all those things just add up, and I have seen it where people are earning good wages, reasonable, um, good asset, you know, they've got a house that they're paying off and that, and they've thought, oh, I've got plenty of money, so I'll go and um, I can afford to have this and I can afford to have that monthly payment, that's only a dollar a week, that's only $10 a week, all that, and that's what brings them undone, mm. all these little, little things that add up. And then when that income stops... Yeah, well, even, all of those little things yeah. come, and oh, yeah, I've been in, the, I've been there not yeah. that long ago, and you know that, and you helped me through that a little bit. But um, it was good that I had some of those toys that I 
shouldn't have bought to sell. You would have had it in your offset account and not have paid the mortgage. Don't give me that and, one. And reduce no excuses. My, and reduce my well, interest you talk, during the time. And... You're talking to all most miners I know. There are a few that are like you that are they've paid their house off. They've got four others there doing all the things we planned on doing. But I have one client that puts his hands over his ears and goes, "Stop talking sense! Stop talking sense!" <laughs> We have a thing in our family, and it's same thing, hands in, fingers in, in ears, ears, and it's la, 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 stop listening. <laughs> okay, so we've got to watch our leaking money, because it all adds that's, up. That's what... That's a big thing, yeah, and yeah. buy things when we can afford them, not just stick it on a store card and just keep getting into more and more debt, because the money may not always be there, and especially at the moment, with the times that we're going through... And contract labour hire. Most of us, a lot of us now, are becoming, I always say disposable, dispensable, fluid, like they're having a fluid, um, I won't go on a rant about that, but by having labour hire, they can just get rid of us at any mm. minute or say, oh no, it's raining, don't bother coming, or we're, we're not going to have this digger anymore because the price of coal's just gone down this week, but next week it's back up and we'll hire 10 more people. So at any tick of the clock, that money could just stop. Yeah, there's no certainty. And I'm not saying put your life on hold. You've got to get in there and live life. You've got to enjoy your life. But yeah. don't let it be what the consumerism has pushed you into. Mm. You think about your passion, what you're enjoying with Mad Mumsy and that, and what you're doing there. You're thoroughly enjoying that. Yeah. It's not really costing you that much to do it compared to some of the toys that are out there, you know, like the peak of the... The fish that they catch that cost them ten thousand a year to keep the boat and that sort of stuff. They're not tax deduction, are they? No. There'd be plenty of people listening to this. Please no, tell me my no. boat. <laughs> That's one thing I'm not into. But I have spent a lot of money along the way on courses and software and things. I I openly joke about it on my podcast that I buy a new app or software and don't buy shoes. <laughs> so, but. I'm at the point now I really shouldn't need to buy any more. So, but that's education anyway, isn't it? Yeah, you're gaining something. But I really think um, I don't, and that's, oh, I don't know whether I should admit this to you, but I don't see, because I do give you a hard time occasionally about it, but I don't see that as being terribly, you know, there's worse things you could spend your money on. It's really not a lot. What I don't think people realise is that just because that's only a dollar a week and that's $2 a week and you spend... Um, $100 a month on a piece of software or something like that, well, all those $1 and $2 and, and a couple of cups of coffee and all that will add up to more. That's the thing mm. you don't see, so you're feeling a little bit guilty about because you've got that total software subscriptions of this. And so you've got that in your mindset, you're rationalising it. People don't think about the little bits, mm. the little ones. So like a lot of us drive in, drive out, or even bus in, bus out. And my tradition was it was a two iced coffee trip every time. Mm. And the iced coffees were about six bucks each. Mm. And I'd usually have a sandwich. So it cost me 20 bucks just to get there, 20 bucks to get home. And how often did you go out there? Every four or five days. So, so I know you're just going to do the math. <laughs> <laughs> no, <I'm not. laughs> but uh, Yeah, I am, but I, I'm just thinking I'm not sharp enough. But So that's $40 a week that you're spending. That, that's $160, 100, probably closer because it's only four or five days, probably close to $200 
a month you're spending on iced coffee and a snack. Now, the, your software subscriptions pile into insignificance compared to that, and they keep you occupied for mm. for days, and yeah. and you really enjoy it, and you're getting more mm. out of it. One day it'll make me money. That's just yeah, that that's, that, that, that's well, oh, well, why don't I? Won't you be rubbing my nose in it when that happens? <laughs> In the nicest possible way. <laughs> no, no. You know I'm not doing it for the money or else I would have stopped a long time ago. Yes. <laughs> it would just be nice. But, um, yeah, I know a lot of people who have iced coffees and buy one every day to go to work or the Red Bulls, mm. Red Bull, every day when you go to work. And I, little things like that, even think about your buying habit. Instead of buying it at the service station, that's going to slug you top retail. If you know you're going to buy them, buy them in bulk at Woolies when you're on break and take them out. Mm-hmm. See, even things like that. Is that how your mind thinks? And it's not, it's not being minimalist and what's the word? Scabby, you know, like um, oh, stingy. Stingy, stingy is the that's word. It, that's yeah, it. I was just going to say. You don't want to live like that either. Well, I'm so stingy. I'll buy a couple of, when I do my shopping, I might buy a couple of, because I like the chocolate milk, a um, couple of little bottles of that. And then I'll, um, I only have a couple of, because I, I drive a motorhome, because I've always got it with me in the fridge. And I'll only have a couple of sips a day. I make those two bottles last a week. <laughs> That's how stingy I am. But space is an issue for you, too. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, dear. Okay, well, I think on that note, we might finish up. I think I've, I've sucked that? myself enough, yeah. I've sucked yourself enough. This will help you just us. just snuck so. it up on me. I thought we were just going to have a chat about these things. Well, we are, but it ended up yeah. gold was coming out of the wall, oh, so. I hope you enjoyed our chat as much as we did. And Julia is now officially the first sponsor of the podcast. Now for a quick word from our sponsor. I've always wanted to say that. <laughs> Remember, all the links we discussed in this episode can be found at madmumsy.com forward slash beers24. That's madmumsy, spelt M-U-M-Z-I-E, and the number 24. Thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate you. And until next week, stay safe, be real, be special, and have fun, for we only live once. Cheers. Cheers.